stories in numbers. Stories that will make you feel either good or bad, but in a nice way. But not everything can be captured by numbers. We need stories to make sense of the world we live in. Cuenta na may cuento. Stories in numbers. With Michael Cañares. Welcome back to Stories in Numbers. We are now on episode 4. And like in the previous three episodes, we will continue discussing the results of the research that we did in the city of Tagbilaran, in the island province of Bohol in Central Philippines. If you remembered, I volunteered to conduct a citywide research on the socioeconomic impacts of COVID-19 to the city of Tagbilaran. My team at Step Up Consulting just felt that if we want to chart a bit better future post-pandemic, we need to base our plans, projects, and even our day-to-day decisions on data. And we have to contribute to the solution however way we can. I have been working on data for development for six years now, and I strongly advocate for evidence-based policy or programming, especially in a context where some of our leaders in the country base their decisions on what they hear from their friends or what they see on social media. So one of the things we did as part of the multi-methods research was to engage in short but deep conversations with tricycle drivers, one of those severely affected by the lockdown. If you remember, in episode 2, we talked about the impact of COVID-19 on businesses in the city. And in episode 3, we talked about the impact of COVID-19 on employees and workers. We just thought that we also need to hear the voices of those working in the informal sector. And we thought about including the tricycle drivers as one of our primary respondents. Because as you see, for most people in the city of Tagbilaran, we move around using tricycles. And the tricycle drivers we interact with on a daily basis have been the refuge of several commuters, rain or shine. I thought that we can better understand the socioeconomic impact of COVID-19 on Tagbilaran City if we ask tricycle drivers how they have been coping since the lockdown in March 2020. So our researchers spent 107 tricycle rides of considerable distance. So they can have these short but deep conversations with 107 tricycle drivers who continued providing transport services despite the threat of COVID-19, especially when Tagbilaran recorded its first few cases in the beginning of June this year. So one of the things that I wanted to do in this podcast is to document what we have found so far in our engagement with tricycle drivers, but also emphasize the point that if you have the means to do so, please support in whatever way the different programs that are being implemented to help those that are most economically vulnerable. So let's talk about the question, what has the pandemic done to our tricycle drivers? First, COVID-19 has significantly reduced their income on a daily basis. The temporary closure of businesses and the restrictions in movement of people has greatly reduced the need for transport services. No more incoming and outgoing tourists. Schools are closed. No more students to ferry all throughout the day. A great reduction in the number of workers plying the streets means reduced trike hailing. And as you might have known, senior citizens and youth below 18 are not allowed to go out except on particular days. And finally, by force of regulation, tricycle drivers can only carry one passenger per ride. So one of the tricycle drivers we spoke to said this, and I'd like to quote this in the vernacular, and I'll translate it in English later. Lisod kaayo, lahi ala kaayo akong kita sa una. Iguon na lang yun. Isara akong anak pero wala na yun matigong. Wala ko'y laing sa ligang trabaho, so naginot lang yun. In English, it's really difficult. The amount of income we earn now is significantly different from what we earned before. We really just have to make do with what we have. I only have one child, but we really cannot save. I don't have any other source of income, so we really need to stretch what we have as much as we can. The second impact that we saw was that 
in order to increase chances of getting passengers, a lot of our tricycle drivers start early and go home late. As mentioned, they can carry only one passenger at a time, so some drivers need to rise up earlier than usual so they can get some headway and also work until nighttime, hoping they can still get more passengers. Curfew is set at 9 p.m., even during general community quarantine. So some drivers stay up until 8 p.m., so they will have time to go home right in time for the curfew to take effect. As one tricycle driver said, Maski unsa na lang, drive usayo, aron mahuman o curfew. In English, we do whatever it is it that we can think of, start early and drive until curfew. Some of them pleaded with customers to increase the fare that they pay. Some were successful, while others were not. Some were also thankful that some passengers who understood their situation gave more. Some drivers are also fortunate, especially those who were renting their tricycles, because their lessors decreased their daily rent, and some even didn't ask for them to pay momentarily. The third thing that we saw is that tricycle drivers and their families saved on food, which is their biggest expense on a daily basis. So families of tricycle drivers need to cut on food to be able to stretch financial resources. Several of them are thankful that the city government of Tagbilaran, through Mayor Baba Yap, distributed rice, so they will have to worry only of buying fish or canned goods for their sudan or bayan. So the usual resort is to buy salted goods because they last longer and you don't have to eat a lot. Dried fish and ginamos or fermented fish are usually the mainstays, especially in days when the cash is quite tight. Even tricycle drivers who are not married or single are experiencing hardships. The challenges are quite tight, especially for those who are supporting bigger families. Fourth, we saw that women in the households are actually stepping up to increase family income and on-kind resources. Wives of tricycle drivers need to work to help increase the family's resource base. Some cook vayan to sell or engage in other activities as doing laundry or ironing clothes for well-off families. Others also started backyard gardening to save on buying vegetables from the market. Some tricycle drivers have wives that have full-time work, but others also have wives who are sick. Most families rely on manual labor to sustain themselves. So the more hands there are with the capacity to work, the lesser the hardship. Reading through the 107 transcripts, 107 stories of suffering and resilience was a difficult and painful task. It reveals that while the pandemic affects us all, it hits the most vulnerable the hardest. It also shows us that ordinary and small things for some of us already means life and survival for others. So what are these stories telling us? If you are living a comfortable life during this pandemic, please be thankful. If you can, please do your share as well. There are many charities out there, including, for example, the Diocese of Tagbilaran's ABAG program, who are doing an excellent job to help those that are most vulnerable. Also, whenever possible, support local producers, those that sell on the streets and online. We need to help others survive. So let's buy that rice cake for our snacks or that avocado fruit from our neighbor. Please support those who peddle fish early in the morning if they charge 10 pesos more when compared to what we get from the public market. Let's not complain. After all, they bring it to our doorsteps. And for our leaders in government, I hope you will be intentional in finding ways by which you will be able to support the vulnerable 
Stop the nonsense of making decisions that make people lose jobs and drive them to a state of economic and psychological depression. We need to protect all jobs, formal or informal, regular or contractual. We are all in this together. If you are listening to this end, please join us in wishing our tricycle drivers well. Based on projections, the night is still long. Let's hope that all of us will make it through the dawn stronger and better. In the next episode, we will be talking about the impact of COVID-19 on Tagbilaran City's market vendors. We thought that as one of the ways of assessing the impact of the pandemic on informal workers, the market vendors is a sector that would also be instructive in telling us how deep the crisis has impacted on the informal sector. So speak to you soon and thanks very much for listening and for continuing to support Stories in Numbers. Stories in Numbers